0: stomach acid is literally the the, the foundational key. beginning cascade and no you know digestion starts in the brain that's really the beginning but stomach acid tends to be where dysfunction begins um, you know, obviously not chewing your food well, that's dysfunction. Not being in a parasympathetic state, that's dysfunction. But low stomach acid is frankly an epidemic. Oh, yeah. It's an epidemic. I, I and see it, it everywhere now. It drives dysfunction and disease in lots of other areas of the body.
1: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. <laughs> I did press record fast enough. You keep
0: trying to pin me down with these like... Bloopers and I'm just, I'm just not gonna, interested. Okay, I'm
1: just gonna stop telling you what I'm i I already
0: sound ridiculous enough.
1: Let alone uh, grabbing the pieces that sound like uber ridiculous. <laughs> I don't need help. Uh, I, I think, don't need help with that. I think Cassie doesn't like the bloopers as much as I do, but I, I understand. I don't not like them. I just I'm. It's not my preference. That's totally what I like understand. to say.
0: This is not my preference. But I I think it's fun, and I like listening to bloopers as a listener of things a watcher no, of things I there like are to... many
1: times when i'm editing the bloopers and i'm like jen just just do it let it be just stop
0: messing with it don't start singing that i will murder you <laughs> i ah. will become an unhealthy ape i said let it be i didn't say let it go i know but you but wanted I, to.
1: <laughs> you wanted to cassie knew where my mind was going disney it's wrong okay i don't need to talk about it. <laughs> okay all right so what's up <clears throat> what is up All right. Hello. Hi. And we're back. We're back again. That's another song I feel like I could sing, (laughs) but I'm not going to. (laughs) I'd Uh, like you to. Uh, Let's let's start with what's up with you, if that's okay with with you. Yeah,
0: I'd like to know what the heck is up with you.
1: Well, on today that we're recording. So we're recording this on September 10th. September 10th. So September 10th is launch day for Luxley Beauty, which is my beauty accessories tools company that I'm launching. And we're starting out on Amazon and we're starting with 11 piece brush set. And it's kind of my baby because I've been honestly, I, it, the, the R&D on it has been a lot longer than I wanted or expected. And so I've been sitting on these brushes for what feels like forever. And I'm just so excited to launch it finally that it feels kind of surreal. So it's an 11 piece brush set. The, they're all, um, Synthetic bristles, they're vegan. They're magnetic on the bottom, which is kind of the fun part. It's really cool. It's just fun, right? It comes with a white metal plate that you can. The brushes just, and honestly, that noise of them hitting the plate—it's really satisfying, isn't it? I really like it. That's what I feel like. So, and they're the handles are pearl white, but it's the pearl white and the rose gold that is really like my jam. It's like my so on brand. So on brand. I just love it. So that launched today, which has been pretty exciting because I talked about it very briefly on my Instagram stories and we've already gotten sales from people and I'm just blown away by this the support that I'm getting and I'm just so, I can't even tell you, Saturday was the first time I saw it in someone's hands that I had sent to in PR packages on their stories and I got really emotional, <laughs> surprised Aww. how emotional I got. I think because I've had it so long, but to see it in someone else's hands that's like lives on the other side of the country. Yeah. And, It was just – ah, and just to hear them talk about their opinion on it and what brushes they used and using some of the education that I sent out to make sure people understood what brushes are used for what and just just the whole thing has just been so exciting and so fun. So if you guys want to find it, you can search Luxly or Luxly Beauty on Amazon or you can check out the link in the show notes and we can – Go get you
0: some. See, I can say this. Listen, I (laughs) – Love them. Oh, good. They're the texture, like they're so soft. Mm -hmm. They clean really easily. Good. Like better than any brush I've used before. (laughs) I was like, good. Oh, good brushes are easier to clean. And, (laughs) um, but I like I'm obsessed with the big powder brush so obsessed because it's tapered. got that taper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can use like for precise application, but then blend, blend it out, which everything I learned from Genevieve was just like blend, 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 blend. <laughs> and so I've been loving that. And then I love, love, love like the I, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a blush brush. The fat, the flat ish top. Oh,
1: the flatter, smaller one. Yeah. yeah the blush brush. Blush yes. brush. I can't say. It yes. Yes. I'm glad you like that one. That one was the hardest decision for me in that set because I'm used to shorter bristles and the same similar dome, but shorter bristles. And when they were sending me a bunch of samples, I was like, this is an unusual, I like it. And I like it too, because you have to have a lighter hand with it, but you can blend more because the bristles are longer. But it's got the same like shorter dome, which I think is really great for blush because you don't want it to flick all over the place, no, it, you know, it delivers pigment really well. That, that was a big deal for me. I was like, whoa. it has okay. to pick it up it and then put it the down
0: the eye brushes. I'm sorry. I just uh, that so was my good. Like, that so was good. like
1: my have to have. In fact, I had to send um, a bunch of pictures of examples of things that I already have myself and what shapes I was looking for because they don't make that shape and where I got it from. Listen, so they had to make it special listen it's amazing I'm so glad you feel that way I'm so proud of you friend thank you
0: oh homegirl just launched a product today and is recording podcast episodes
1: (laughs) I've been told I'm a little crazy
0: uh a lot crazy but we channel our crazy into said podcast
1: right well I had to talk welcome to our crazy (laughs) and welcome and so that's been today Went to the beach over the weekend, which I thought I was a little nuts for doing it. But I didn't it even was, know you were gonna go. All of a sudden
0: you're just like at the beach I know, and I out. was I
1: was like, Oh hey, cool oh, piss out. I know it worked out because my business partner and I we went together with our families and so like there were a lot of times where we were doing things late at night because we wanted the listing to be just right and it we did things a lot faster. And honestly I think we're gonna make a tradition of it because business write off. Uh yeah. <laughs> and our families had fun. I mean it's it was
0: that's amazing,
1: yeah, it was fantastic, so, and it was what my body needed because I've been in so anxious in a good way, nervous sighted, yes, so nervous excited about the launch that it was I think it was really good for me to go to the beach and just that that rhythmic sound of the beach and walking in the sand and like just being in nature and was really good for me to not get so wound up tight, yeah for launch day, just but we still got stuff done because we were in the same space a lot of times. And so we several times throughout the days we would just touch in on that or this. And it was, it was fantastic. So highly recommend it. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. But what about you? Tell me what's up
0: for you. I had a very lovely, mostly phone free weekend. Ooh, phone free. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't phone less, but I just put it down more. (laughs) And the weird part is it wasn't even intentional. It was almost my body being like, put that shit down. (laughs) And we're done. So, yeah, I mean, anybody who's in... direct sales and my fellow beauty counter buddies know like the end of the month is quite stressful sometimes mm-hmm. and even if you've got like your stuff dialed maybe you're helping and like supporting your team to hit their goals and like I had a couple of team members who were like they were hustling till like on the wire 10 p.m the night uh, I'm like oh good So did I. they crushed it they did it but mm-hmm. I was just like whoa so it was um a stressful a good best month end ever like Mm-hmm. Best month ever, but month end was a little stressful, and so, um, I find myself kind of retreating and kind of having a hard time communicating with other people and getting things done. Like the following week, so I'm I'm learning about how to do more working in like during that last week of the month because it's it is so new. This is yeah. so new to me. Um, for this to be like a full-time gig for me and then also to have that be like that ebb and flow because I'm just used to the ebb and flow being more so over like a three to four month period of time with client base rather than in the retail industry you know like that month end that month sort of end. thing mm-hmm. so um, that's been an adjustment for sure but anyways that sent me into a very phone-free weekend mm-hmm. and I just kind of left my foot like I just left it in my purse and I just like hung out with my friends That's so amazing. we went to we went to a winery um a local winery mm. event on friday evening oh that sounds lovely and it was the whole fam dam and then a bunch of my husband's coworkers were there and they brought their kids too so the kids just oh. mobbed while we all like drank wine and hung out was, that
1: sounds like amazing fam- co <laughs> oh yeah
0: oh and, well and his co-workers are amazing and their spouses are amazing and it's it was wonderful yeah. and then saturday we had a really slow morning And we went to um, my girl Brianne's wedding reception. Very relaxed. It was just like a get-together cocktail hour sort of thing. But it just turned into this, like, it was literally this beautiful... Brianne, if you're listening, you're amazing. (laughs) Um, This beautiful group of incredibly amazing, empowering, supportive women in business coming together. It was almost like a networking event. (laughs) It was like... Uh, But it was. She would do that. (laughs) She would do that. And she totally did. But I mean, it's what she wanted. And we just, there were so many people that I had actually never met in person before, but have been watching their journey through business ever since we've been involved in Brand's business coaching or through her services or whatever she offers and her, um, her group, which she's got this beautiful group called the Brightly Business Bunch um, on Facebook. You guys can request to join if you're in the in the female entrepreneurial space and um, her coaching and her expertise are absolutely incredible. So I've been working with her over the last couple of years. And so it was very fun to see that. And then Sunday, we had just another slow morning. We had planned on going to church, but we didn't get up in time to make it. And I was like, instead of just rushing out the door, I'm like, let's just go. Let's create our own little sanctuary. So we did the coffee shop thing and a few other things. And then I just ran some errands and hung out with my my little guy while my husband got some work done so sounds it was like just a lovely weekend. it was productive I d- actually did some food
1: prep yesterday hey. right that I'd say that's that's when you know you're doing some good things for your you're body. winning you're space yeah you're winning you're winning I love that you're winning so that was good that sounds wonderful that sounds yeah. like similar to the outcome that I had from the weekend but just different totally different scenario like i just really enjoyed being able to slow down a little bit yeah but still get stuff done yeah I'm
0: I'm a fan of the staycation you know the trying to slow down and being home and for me like I think my body just told me like you need to just leave your phone alone and I just did and I again I'd love to say I was doing it intentionally but it just happened and I was just like oh that felt real good (laughs) felt real good and I think the interesting part is like finding that balance between like the hustle the ebb and flow right the hustle and the rest and you have to build rest into the hustle otherwise you're not going to be able to keep hustling at that pace Burn
1: out big time
0: and so within that for me like a lot of times my job is working later into the evening like my work day doesn't really end until about seven most days because
1: you live in your workspace
0: <laughs> right and and I'm trying I'm I got some big goals I'm trying to hustle I need a longer work day so I just try to stay when I get into the workflow I try to, try to stay in it longer mm. so I'm trying to give myself more space on the weekends to not do nothing but like you know if recharge. I don't
1: if I don't have an event yeah recharge for mm-hmm. sure so that's fantastic you're making that space that actually leads us really nicely into what we're gonna talk about today i know like i'm excited to talk to you guys about this cassie's excited we got some good because some good things to talk about with digestion yes getting into that parasympathetic yo <laughs> <laughs> all right we are here we're back we are part two Part two, which I think is exciting because there's just so much to say, and this has been nicely laid out. We have a lot more things to say, and I'm I'm excited because this is a lot of the now you've got the knowledge, now you're gonna do something about it. So, yeah, you best do something about it. So, so Cassie, what do you have to say about important steps that you can take?
0: Yeah, so I want to get really practical with this half of the of the episode mm-hmm. or of mm-hmm. our our chat about digestion and um, talk about, you know, we talked a lot about proper function during our last episode.
1: The why. The, the, get the to why, know. the
0: how. For your the, questioner, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> how digestion works. But I think that primer is so important to understanding your own body and troubleshooting what you're going through. True. So um, what I want to do is kind of go through some signs and symptoms and what that might mean in the body and some very common things. We're definitely going to talk about constipation and
1: diarrhea for sure because y'all everybody's dealt with it yeah and there's it's a good sign to discuss yes yes
0: so um within the i mean like again just kind of reminding you guys from the episode from last week some really common signs and symptoms of disrupted digestion are um, heartburn indigestion frequent upset stomach um, whatever that means for you constipation frequent burping or belching not normal guys not normal uh I wish feeling would have
1: told me that a long time ago
0: feeling of excess fullness after meals so um bloating essentially gas after meals and then diarrhea of course so uh those are th- some things that if you're dealing with any of that there's probably something you can do to improve upon your health and improve upon your digestion. So let's start with the little discussion about mm, nutrient dense whole foods, because that's step one, people. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Weird. From but- Cassie. <laughs> I know. So um, that's honestly the the biggest first tip is, you know, avoiding some gut irritating foods or food triggers for you because everybody has a different gut microbiome. We all have different function within the gut in terms of like how optimal it's working. So some foods may serve us well at some points in our lives and not in others. um, And that's a learning process. So starting with a nutrient-dense whole food-based diet, what does that mean? I know. Greek. What? (laughs) It means... um, meat and eggs so preferably grass-fed pastured organic and then a reminder if you're choosing conventional um, meats try to choose leaner cuts and then make sure to get adequate fats from quality sources and for more details on that check out our episode on cooking um, with healthy fat
1: oh that was one of my favorites yeah such
0: tangible good advice yes applies to everyone go back and listen people um seafood ideally like preferably wild caught and sustainable a really great resource for that actually is the seafood watch app that you can download it's through the monterey bay aquarium and it if you look at um a, a particular fish or shellfish or whatever that you're purchasing you can take a look and see where the country of origin is and then it'll tell oh. you whether it's like a good option or not so look at the package make What's sure you uh, it's called the seafood watch app seafood watch. yeah it's put on by um, monterey bay aquarium cool and they do a lot of work with the environmental working group too which is oh cool. cool so um and then next duh epic amounts of veggies um or not if your digestion isn't working properly yeah that
1: one that one depends yeah that one's fascinating to me because we've been had, honestly like in healthy diet veggies 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 but veg- honestly like it Pretty tore me up pretty bad when I was trying to do that years ago. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with me?
0: So the discussion is more so around like cooked versus raw. Mm -hmm. So for some people who are having difficulty digesting their food for whatever reason, um, prioritizing cooked vegetables over raw tends to work pretty well because it's kind of a form of predigestion. You're breaking it down a bit. It's going to be a lot easier for your body to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always recommend like kind of at a bare minimum, if you have digestive stress, at least steaming your vegetables at a very like a, a first step. Roasting is great, braising, all sorts of things. So sauteing. Plus they're yummy. Yeah, they're so yummy. That's raw my... vegetables are great too, but right. like I don't know about you. But if I'm eating raw vegetables, yeah. I want to slather them in all sorts of sauces and dressings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but leafy green vegetables are wonderful. Um, if you're having a lot of digestive distress, squashes can actually be really helpful in that healing process because they're a little easier to digest, hmm. um, and you get some simple and complex carbohydrates in that framework. Uh, as well as some great fiber Uh, nuts and seeds are a great form of nutrient dense whole food but preferably raw and organic and kind of sticking to a handful a day or less to improve digestibility of nuts and seeds you can soak them Mm. overnight so sprouting right not necessarily sprouting. Mm. So soaking, you take an acidic agent like lemon juice or um, vinegar with some water, you soak those nuts and there are some really great charts. I'll make sure to link to a chart for you cool. in the show notes that shows you wh- uh, like when to soak which nuts, how long, what level of acidity, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Because each nut is a little different.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And so within that, what, what happens, it'll, it'll break down that you know, outside a hole or husk, it's gonna make it more digestible. And then the net, na- what you would do after you soak them is you dry them out. So you can okay. either do it in a food dryer or you can do it in a very low temperature oven over multiple hours. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while. So when I do meal prep, I like to buy um soaked and sprouted nuts. Uh personally cuz it's just so much easier. Yeah.
1: And, and but they're very
0: expensive. So mm. it's a very easy process. It just takes a little while. So if yeah. you do it yourself, you can just do it. I just recommend doing it in a really big batch so that yeah. you can just get it meal prep style. Get it done. Meal prep style like a month of nuts at a time. Oh, cuz yeah. it just takes it takes like an entire day to like do the soak overnight and then you do the, the drying. It can take quite a long time depending mm-hmm. on the nut and the moisture content. You might have to like walnuts, you have to dry for a longer period of time because they're very moist. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the neat part about that is they end up tasting kind of like a roasted nut. Is like mess. they have that like airy crunch that roasted mm-hmm. nuts do. And it actually pulls off. It's really amazing. Like some of the heaviness that you can get in a nut denseness will be decreased which makes sense it's more digestible it's broken down oh, so like a, a soaked and sprouted or a soaked um dried sprouted almond will taste completely different than just a raw almond or a roasted almond so and it's good try that.
1: i'm gonna have to try that
0: it's good so i'm in a place where i just decided to prioritize my budget toward buying them and we just don't eat a lot
1: of nuts yeah
0: so it doesn't take up a big chunk of our budget for sure yeah and then, um fats and oils. so again, reference that cooking with healthy fats. You know that that episode is a lot about like which fats are healthy in general, not just for cooking, but we definitely talked about which ones are appropriate for cooking. yeah, um, but fats from coconut and palm avocado, um, olives, duck fat, lard tallow, schmaltz from pastured chicken. I still love that word schmaltz. schmaltz. <laughs> uh, and then grass-fed butter and clarified butter or ghee are excellent sources of fat. So that's that's a really good. And then lastly, fruits. So um, depending on your goals, like either as an occasional treat or a couple times a day with a meal, I always recommend fruits with a meal, just for blood sugar purposes. Um, and I personally really like like green apples, green tip bananas, berries, and citrus because they're they're great. They have an excellent source of fiber. Uh, but they're also not like so incredibly sweet and they're not going to send like your blood sugar skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. All of that to say fruit is not bad. So no. like carbs are fine. Carbs are cool. Go for it. Um, and then, you know, if you want to kind of go like quote unquote paleo plus, for the, you, I love that phrase. i know i always say it um if you incorporate grains trying to do like soaked sprouted fermented grains if you can
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and you know maybe we can do an episode in the future about that process i would love process. to learn more about that for yeah, sure yeah absolutely that's something i'm hoping to definitely provide more educational content on just because i'm at a yeah. place in my life where um, I need more variety and um, after some gut healing is is done and I'm feeling great, like that's an excellent place to start to add some things in. That being said, if you're not feeling great and your digestion sucks right now, you might want to avoid some grains for a period of time to give yourself some time for healing. So, um avoiding gut irritating foods in addition to getting a nutrient-dense whole food diet that means being aware of what you need to avoid and this is so bio-individual you guys it just really depends on every single person but
1: that's what's called get to know yourself
0: yeah right um but things like vegetable and seed oils um, you know, like margarine, buttery spreads, corn, canola, vegetable, cotton seed, all those yucky oils that we mentioned in our cooking with healthy fats episode.
1: should not even think of much. We were going <laughs> to reference, reference that, that episode. episode, but it's yeah, no, so for real. Applicable.
0: Yeah. I'm um, I'm glad that we did it for that very reason, actually, mm-hmm. uh, refined and processed foods. So, you know, things in a bag or a box, just trying to limit that if you can or remove it if you need to uh, grains and legumes that are improperly prepared or mm. all of them all together if you aren't feeling well. So yeah. personally, like I can't really do any legumes and feel great other than peanuts. And even then I don't do a ton of that because I'm aware of the mold issue within peanuts. Mm. And, uh, and then as far as I, you know, I, I can't even really, I, I can tell a difference if I do a soaked Like if I soak beans and then eat them versus if I just, you know, eat them canned or something like that, which, oh my gosh, it just wrecks me. Same. So I've tried that with hummus to do like the garbanzo beans or the chickpeas or whatever soaked in. It just, it just didn't work really well for me. I still noticed some gas and bloating, but, uh, much better than if I didn't soak them. So yeah, I used to love black beans sister i've never really been a lover of beans so it wasn't pulling that out of my diet actually wasn't that big of a change right so
1: it was more supplementary i realized like i added it into a lot of well you should
0: you should play with soaking them and just seeing yeah soaking from dried it's it's way less expensive it's overnight you're not getting yep you're not Mm -hmm. getting all these added gases it's like it's the way everybody used to make like split pea soup right you buy the bag of peas and beans and you throw it in a Pod and you let it soak and then the next day you cook it for forever.
1: I know it's so interesting how a lot of these food practices really are just the way things were always done, and then yeah. veered from it a little bit, and then we're realizing, oh wait, there was a good reason for. That. Oh
0: wait, yeah, traditional oh. practices—they have a place. Mm-hmm. So not everything has to be based on convenience, and then avoiding like conventional dairy. So dairy is again very individualized. I think it can be a very healthful food if you tolerate it. But if you don't, if you're having, um, you know, like constipation or diarrhea, that might be something that you need to take a look at. Uh, is at
1: inflammatory in general or is it just? It a- can
0: be. It mm-hmm. just depends on your genetics. It really does. I mean, a lot of people with Eastern European or e- European in general descent. Um, Norwegian descent it's they tend to do pretty darn well with dairy Mm -hmm. and then others don't so it just it's so individual to your body and you'll know like pull it out for a week and then put it back in and see how you feel (laughs) or even 30 days if you want to go a really good um, reset so when I say conventional dairy I mean pasteurized or ultra pasteurized um, homogenized uh, fortified with vitamins A, D, E and K like oh my gosh people Just, I I mean, if you can, organic is a great place to start. Full fat organic is a great place to start. But if you can get your hands on some raw dairy, that stuff is packed with nutrition. And that's, I know, such a personal choice for people. But you can also get your hands on a ton of like, grass fed pasture raised raw organic cheeses these days Mm. um costco even carries some like uh trader joe's that sort of thing and cheese is a whole nother spectrum some people do really well with all sorts of different kinds of cheese some people like me can only do goat dairy i do find with that that protein structure is just different enough that my body tolerates it
1: i feel like i just haven't had a good goat cheese apparently you need to educate me
0: yeah girl i'll just bring a spread next time because
1: like i've never tried but we have to do do it after we record because
0: the phlegm is real (laughs) which is an inflammatory response by the way
1: but it's it's just not as bad yeah (laughs) um
0: also avoiding like sugar sweeteners um artificial sweeteners we're talking the garbage stuff not like maple syrup honey you know dates that sort of thing those are fine Um, I'm not going to go too deeply into that. Alcohol can be quite irritating to the gut. So depending on your goals and personal preferences, that might be something you want to take a look at. And then processed beverages like juice or sports drinks, soda, energy drinks, etc. can be really inflammatory to the gut as well. So kind of just looking at that framework and seeing, okay, well... Is this where I'm kind of jumping off from? I think a lot of times we think we need to dive into doing 8 million different things to improve our, our health and wellness, our digestion. But we're not doing the work of like just basically eating Auditional. whole foods. Yeah,
1: for real. Um, Sleeping. <laughs> Sleep. Gosh, Mo- I appreciate that. For
0: real. Mm-hmm. Moving. Um. Yeah. And just take, just taking care of yourself in general. I think oftentimes, especially for a lot of us in the space as practitioners, we like to think like, oh my God, I have leaky gut. I probably have SIBO. There's so many things going on. And you're just like, oh yeah, I'm sleeping five hours a night. Cool. I probably should improve that. Oh. And then I felt way better. It
1: turns out. (laughs) Is that that phrase where it's don't try to be your own practitioner?
0: Oh, for sure. First (laughs) of all, don't try to be your own practitioner, but also, you know, like don't don't overthink it like keep it simple are you doing the simple things that help you feel great yeah so and I actually um I really love Robin Euclid for resources on gut health so she is Got this great book. Um, she got a great book called Go With Your Gut and then also Thin From Within, which, again, disregard the, the title Thin From Within. It makes Within. more sense when you read it. Right. I mean, it, there is a weight loss component there. But what she's talking about mainly is how to really nourish your health and your gut and just take good care of yourself. And she's got a great resource um on how to build your plate called a rule of five and I love that for gut healing as mm-hmm. well and she represents a lot of these spaces where it's like okay we need a healthy protein we cooked we need raw vegetables we also need fermented vegetables
1: mm-hmm. and having that on your plate each time that yeah, you and I did her three day gut reset in end of April nice and it was everything I think my gut needed at that point it was just three days it was all laid out for me And at the time she had a group going and so there was about like 2,500 of us in a Facebook group and so we were able to um, post pictures of our prep. And there's just something magical about being in a group where you're all posting your your shopping adventures. <laughs> yeah. I love challenges. I have plans yeah. to do some of those myself because they're just the
0: camaraderie and community that's created in that space is mm-hmm. just so incredible. And it helps you. We all know like doing things together, it's so much easier than doing it, trying to do it all on your own.
1: And it was great because she did it too. So she would <laughs> do live videos and be like, "Here was my haul. Like she just, and it, and it was it was all very nurturing and very healing. That's and just her spirit anyway. Yes, and she totally breeds that in her group mentalities and it's yeah. just it's a wonderful environment to be in and she's a wonderful speaker. Yes. got to hear is. her speak and it was just Yeah, pfft. she was
0: on tour with Diane San Filippo and they came to town in Portland and I had n- I had heard of Robin from Diane um you know only a few months prior. And seeing her in person and just hearing her like super encouraging, but really truthful words. I was just, I was like, I will listen to anything you say always. And
1: her book felt like that too.
0: It really did. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. So that's a great resource on, on gut improvement, but also she kind of looks at the whole person within that. So we're going to talk about some lifestyle stuff as well. So let's hop into like just general practical tips on how to improve your digestion. Definitely. So, um, getting in a relaxed state before you eat. Oh gosh, that was one I wasn't even aware
1: of. It wasn't even on my radar until you.
0: <laughs> Most people don't even know that that's a thing or it matters because it's just mm-hmm. not part of our culture, which is crazy. Right. If you look at all sorts of other cultures, you see that people are, you know, coming to a meal from a much more balanced space.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, that was good for me because when I sat down and went to go eat, it made me stop and think, where is my body right now? What what state am I in right now? And actually, I'm passing it on to my kids because they cannot sit still while they're eating. They get up and move around, walk. Okay, so let's
0: start with some just general tips to improve digestion. And then we can talk about some troubleshooting after that. So the first thing I suggest is getting in a relaxed state before you eat. This is so key. <laughs> like I didn't even know it was a thing. I really didn't. Until you. <laughs> Love you. Um, <laughs> rest and digest is a real thing. And this is something I'm totally guilty of it too. Even knowing what I know, it's really difficult not to just throw food in wherever it works in your day. I'm, it's I've, such a society thing too. We oh, don't, yeah. don't siesta.
1: Okay. No, we do
0: not <laughs> siesta. I wish we did. Culturally, it's just not something we do no, in this country right. as far as like, um, just even taking a minute for gratitude and, and just chewing your food really well, which is the <laughs> next, next step. Chew your food. Um, proper chewing is super essential, uh, to begin the mechanical and chemical breakdown of your food. So like from a practical sense, you really want to chew your food. This is going to not, be appetizing to people but <laughs> sorry um, if you're eating <laughs> 20 to 30 times per bite That's which so even if you can do like 15 15 to 20 that'd be a really probably great place to start I don't think I've ever counted my chews yeah I ever. mean because if you did you would realize you're not chewing enough right because you're swallowing at a so point way too early. Early, way too early and so we have this really funny um Phrase we always say in the NTA, and that is chew your liquids and drink your solids. And this is another reason why I know chew your liquids and drink your solids. I'm like over here. So confused. you're chewing like, your solids enough to where you basically drink them. OK, got that one. And then with your liquids, you like if you're having a smoothie, um, add something crunchy to it so that oh. when you're drinking it, you have to chew as well. Oh, so like seeds, <laughs> cacao nibs. Mm, um I can get granola whatever it is that you want to throw or this is why i love the idea of like smoothie bowls mm-hmm. and then you add lots of goodies on top because then you're eating it with a spoon and then hopefully you've got something to crunch down on mm-hmm. um adding some top- frozen fruit is a great way to you're like get so some hungry. crunch i know right <laughs> and um and so you chewing that is extremely important because you're letting your body know that food is coming Mm. it's not just about that that breakdown it's about the cascade of hormones that get released after that so so interesting yeah north to south you're talking about that north to south process yo (laughs) um next is supporting appropriate stomach acid so it's i know it's really hard to knock this whole stomach acid like an abundance of stomach acid heartburn means that it's no when you have heartburn It's a sign that your stomach acid is too low.
1: And see, this one blew my mind when you said this to me. I was like, "Yeah, it's a it's a (laughs) big it
0: was a big epiphany for me too because I have a history in my family of like heartburn and acid reflux. And basically, what happens is if you are feeling that heartburn, it's because your food is not fully broken down and it sits in your stomach. So, like you you eat your food, you go through the chewing, comes a bolus, it goes through your esophagus. It's in your stomach. It's hanging out there. And that environment is not acidic enough. And it has to reach a certain pH in order for that food to move on and go through the pyloric sphincter. Mm -hmm. So the, the two things that will open the pyloric sphincter is pressure and then proper acidity. So that's so fascinating. Yeah,
1: so the the proper weird. It's like our body is doing things
0: Yeah. purpose. Well, it's like the proper signal or the yeah. signal that's like latent and like hey, we got to move on. Like yeah. she's eating Emergency. another meal. Like let's let's evacuate this stuff into the next mm-hmm. step of the system. <laughs> so what should happen is that acid bathes and disinfects your food, it helps break it down and assembles it into chyme which moves on to the next step. But if it's just sitting there, it will literally like rancidify and putrefy and like push whatever little stomach acid you do have up into your esophagus like physically push it up with that pressure mm. so then you get um that acid entering into either the chest some people get the chest with heartburn you know that's like, why they got heartburn because it burns near your heart and then um even up into the esophagus and then sometimes you can get like the burping of the belching that goes along with that and then the acid that reflux. Chest can also be like pressure yeah Y- yes. It can like, feel like... Or warming in the belly mm-hmm. or discomfort in the belly. That can be a sign so of... I think
1: everyone I, that I seem to talk to about it, a lot of people seem to have that. Oh, well, but it doesn't hurt. So it's not heartburn. Well, and I'm yeah. like... Stomach acid is downregulated by stress, which is like
0: literally every single human being on the planet. I tell you. So I have honestly worked with one person out of hundreds of people in my nutrition practice who did not need stomach acid support in some way. What was so special? What were they doing? Oh, she was meditating and having a mindfulness practice before she ate and all sorts of things. Okay. It was amazing. I was like, I need to, yeah, I need to study you.
1: Yeah. Can I just watch what you do? (laughs) Right.
0: So, but even just employing some of those techniques, it just doesn't have to be perfect, but I actually really love, and again, this is not a prescription. This is not medical advice, but I love supplementing with hydrochloric acid for stomach acid support. Cause one of the neat things that happens is the body actually starts to recruit more acid. So you can naturally go lower on your dose for stomach acid support over time if you're supplementing with it because your body starts demanding a more acidic environment and then we'll show up for that i think that's but, so you have encouraging. To, but you have to do the hard work in the meantime it can't just be the supplement it has to be the supplement to help support you and then the other end of it with like getting in the right mindset before you sit down because you need to sit down and eat mm-hmm. none of the standing and eating which mm-hmm. i also very guilty of you guys. So (laughs) preaching to the choir also, (laughs) you know, so, um, most people don't have enough stomach acid or an acidic enough stomach in general. So to stimulate it, you can try to do like one to two tablespoons of lemon juice or raw apple cider vinegar in one to two ounces of water before a meal okay um I, I like to do about 10 to 15 minutes beforehand that kind of gets things stimulated for some people they need to take it closer to a meal so that because otherwise they their body is like okay cool i'm ready for food and then you ha- you're you not eating quite yet it's like Ooh. yeah so just you'll have to kind of pace that and see how that works for you Um, doing digestive bitters so i love urban moonshine digestive bitters are my favorite brand they have a um, chamomile-based bitter that's appropriate for pregnant and breastfeeding women, which is exciting. Really? Because um, alco- the alcohol in bitters isn't really the issue. It's actually the angelica herb, which mm. can cause preterm labor. Uh-oh. So when you're pregnant, you don't want to do digestive bitters, the traditional. Make sure you find that's ones that are know. appropriate Yeah, for, for pregnant sure. women. It's contraindicated. And then, um, or even doing like a quarter cup of raw sauerkraut or sauerkraut brine. 10 to 15 minutes again before your meal and then really minimizing water consumption around meals. So sipping is totally fine during your meal. But if you're like chugging a giant glass of water, you're diluting those digestive juices. So just sipping, you know, like eight ounces of water during a meal is plenty.
1: Yeah, dude. You know what I had to do in that situation? Because Cassie had to school me on all these things for myself (laughs) because I was like, what? And I really needed them. I had to stop bringing cups to the table for a little while to get used mm-hmm. to it because I was finding myself going into autopilot yeah. and just chugging this water. And I was like, wait, no, I I know I'm not supposed to do this. And even when I brought small cups with me, I would go through the water so fast. And then for whatever reason, I just was like, I need water. So I just removed the temptation for a short period of time and stopped bringing cups to the table. And then if I really needed a drink of water, I would get up. But I was less likely to just autopilot my way yeah, through Yeah,
0: absolutely. I so, love that. I think that's a great idea. I, 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 I actually find... I'm I'm someone who naturally doesn't drink a lot when I eat. Mm-hmm. And I used to get teased for that all the time because I'll mm-hmm. order like a drink at a restaurant or a glass of wine or iced tea or whatever. And people will be like, you didn't drink any of that. I was like, yeah, I was eating. Like... <laughs>
1: why would i, was, I do bold? I was busy i'm fine see i will i will go through way too much liquid like without me thinking i think about also it. part
0: of it is just eating really hydrating foods mm. so like if you're eating really dehydrating foods processed food sugar um that sort of thing you're gonna need more water with your meal but if you are eating really you know hydrate hydration rich vegetables and
1: can i tell you my favorite like what feels like it's very water yeah a jicama?
0: Hickama, so much water in jicama I know, and, I and it at. also delivers a ton of minerals
1: too ooh, which is ooh, good i need that yeah hickama,
0: um cucumbers are super mm-hmm. hydrating zucchini mushrooms are actually really hydrating well think about how much water comes out of a mushroom good when point. you cook it mm-hmm.
1: oh good point Oh so, like, wow really mushrooms but open- yeah yep mm-hmm.
0: yep um so uh, the next step is i'm just going to jump into proper hydration So besides Ah. replenishing your body with water, like after a workout, um, most of your like beverages and some herbal teas are considered diuretics other than water. So Mm. there are so many people think about like replenishing and hydrating their body with things that have sugar in them, like tea or Gatorade or Whatever it is, and they're really more so diuretics for the body. So a good rule of thumb, again, if you're eating lots of water-rich vegetables, you can take this number down. If you eating more processed food, you might need more, but it's about half your body weight in ounces of water per day, and um, about one and a half times the diuretics in ounces you're drinking. So, like, if you're drinking ten ounces of coffee, then you need about fifteen ounces of water to kind of mitigate that coffee, and this is again it's not a hard and fast rule it's just a good place to start to see how your body feels personally if i do 100 ounces i'm like peeing every 10 (laughs) seconds and it's just like whoa (laughs) i don't need i don't need that much and like guys your urine should be a little yellow it should not be
1: clear your urine should not be clear it shouldn't be like dark and cloudy either right but no bragging about clear no, no. Like my, my pee so clear. I'm so hydrated. I'm like, yeah, your
0: gallon of water probably isn't a good idea. <laughs> um, but proper hydration for specifically for your body. And one thing you can do is just add a pinch of unrefined sea salt to your water to support your electrolyte balance a few times a day. And then if you like have a headache or something else going on, you can throw that in your water and, um, and really get, a lot of resolution.
1: It's very surprising actually. Yeah. Can I tell my story? Cause yeah. whoa, I feel like I have so many stories because I've had so many revelations <laughs> in the last year since Guys, I she
0: listens to me. It's I so nice.
1: I do. <laughs> Although the first time I waited too long to do it, but I, I get hormonal, what feels like hormonal headaches, but and, I mean in there and they've picked up steam, they're getting closer together and it was, um, I just couldn't describe it in any other way than it's this unstoppable train. And I've, trust me, I've tried it. If I've, you know, cause I just, I didn't have this problem and it's just started to pick up steam. One day Cassie was here and I was like, I'm going to go out of my mind because I'm getting the symptom that's going to start. And she suggested a teaspoon of sea salt and four ounces of water. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a lot. Yeah. But I finally followed through after dinner and I waited too long. So when Cassie tells you to do something, just do it. because. <laughs> I why long. thank you for that uh Cause endorsement because <laughs> <laughs> i should have just done it sooner but uh i got to the point where it was like hard to function that mm. kind of headache and uh finally it was just like i had the wherewithal to make the water do the thing drank it within 20 minutes it was pretty much gone mm. like like at that point i felt like i was having more of like this you know, when you've had like a lot of tension or you've had and you've had this like moment of release where your body's like, oh, OK, that's what it felt like after about 20 minutes. And sea salt, water, I'm like I'm telling everyone, I told my chiropractor and he was like, really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, and it just it makes so much sense because I'm not getting minerals and your water. body is literally starving for minerals.
0: And if right. you're using like a mineral rich sea salt, you'll get a good blend. Like it's not just sodium, right? You're getting right. magnesium and phosphorus and all sorts of things. But the ideal is that we need some help and support and supplementation with foundation.
1: Yes. And getting
0: some maybe trace mineral drops in your water and then searching out some more mineral rich foods. And right? you just
1: about blew my mind when you were, what episode was that? Way earlier when we were talking about water and how you need the salt. Yeah, to, is to it, is be it, able
0: to like uptake the water. Yeah,
1: I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, wait, why? Okay, reverse osmosis water, uh, it's, it's not, like, not really. I, I mean, well, you have to do so much, you have to doctor it so much to be able to get that stuff back into it, which can be fine if you need to get other things out of it. So I'm not saying you shouldn't drink reverse osmosis, but I don't think people are taking seriously enough that our water is monkeyed with so much that we get out of tap or bottled that we're not getting those things that we would get from spring no, water. No, it's the same
0: same thing that we don't get in our soil anymore. We don't right. have mineral-rich soil either. So
1: supplementation like a, like a very needed it's a thing. Th- it's a thing. Yeah, like who it is, think? unfortunately. Sea salt, take my headache away. What?
0: Yeah, so we already talked about... Um, supporting stomach acid function, but I want to just jump on supporting biliary function a little yeah, bit. T- I'm so, so biliary function is the function of the bile, you know, bile relationship. The liver helps produce bile, it goes into the common bile duct, and then that's released into, um, your system during digestion. So
1: is the gallbladder part
0: of that. Yeah. Gallbladder. Okay. Yeah. Common bile duct is what connects the, um, gallbladder and the liver. Oh, I see. So I didn't add that part, but anyways, so, um, It's bile is made by your liver, stored and released by your gallbladder and it helps you digest fat. And people, gallbladderectomy is the most common surgery out there and y'all need your gallbladder. And you know what? If you're on the brink and you get gallstones or you get gallbladder pain or you get sludgy bile, whatever it is that you're dealing with, nine times out of 10, you can
1: fix it for real and that's not being talked about
0: yeah it's not and it's a tough one to talk about too i mean i've had like i like to say i'm in the business of saving gallbladders for real because i totes am
1: no really am you you totes saved mine last november
0: (laughs) i hope so (laughs) so you're and the thing is like if you're having any sort of inclination for gallbladder pain and you go into the emergency room they'll just take it Mm -hmm. let's be like ah, you're fine but then you're going to have an issue digesting fat for the rest of your dang life. And fat fat. is essential for hormone function, for cellular function, for so many things. So important. And so what I want to encourage you guys to do is just really support gallbladder health. Like no matter where you're at with that, um, this is especially true for people who kind of enter the, the paleo and keto health and wellness space. And they go from like literally eating low fat to being like, I'm going to eat buckets of fat, which like, maybe could support your overall health, but if you're not digesting it, it's not going to do anything. In fact, it's going to make you sick. Yeah, for real. So what you need to be doing is if you're switching to a higher fat diet, I first of all would recommend doing that very gradually. And then I would also recommend, um, supplementing with some bile support or eating some foods that help support the flow of bile. And so basically like, you know, your stomach acid actually has to be like the perfect right pH for bile to even release. So Mm. you could have bile not releasing when you need it to because the pH of your stomach isn't quite right.
1: So if your stomach acid's low, your pH is going to be off and you're not going to get the bile that you need. Yeah. So digestive Mm. bitters
0: can actually be really good for bile function as well. So I really like digestive bitters because they support both parts of that system. Um, You can add beets, radishes, leeks, asparagus to your diet and that really helps support gallbladder function as well. I like beets. Um, And then short or medium chain triglycerides such as coconut or palm oil. Don't require bile for digestion. So they're a really good choice if you're having a healing process, if you have some mm. gallbladder issues. Interesting. Um, and so I really like those as well. And then w- there's a really fun slaw you can make, actually. Oh, it's so good, you guys. It's so good. It's equal Love parts it. beets, apples, and green, apple specifically, green yeah. apples specifically. Green apples specifically. And what, what carrots, carrots, yeah. So those and three, lemon juice. and then lemon juice and salt, so and good. you let that hang out. It's better on day two. Put it in True. the fridge, let it all marinate together. It's pretty
1: good, but first off, but yeah,
0: it's it's good. It's good the next day because everything's broken down pretty well, and you can do like a tablespoon of that with meals and uh it's also really good on salad can you overeat it because it's really yummy <laughs> i mean yeah you could, I overeat. Can. You could overeat anything <laughs> but if you're just having a little bit of it with each meal like what's the difference you're just having lemon on some vegetables like right so that particular um slaw is really supportive of, of gallbladder function and it's really so. yummy
1: and it's colorful and it's honestly was surprising how much i liked it yes it was good yeah uh, Reducing stress. Oh, gosh. This one is an ever evolving process that I'm not sure it will ever be like, I did it. It's going to be just this constant, <laughs> you know, working so on it. Make it a priority
0: um, to take some time for yourself. You will be more productive. You will show up better in the rest of your life. Our next episode or Please upcoming listen. episode is going to be about self-care. But sustainable self-care. Yes. Realistic, um, sustainable. And stress management has to be part of that. So I say reduce stress. What I should say is stress management because yes. there's a lot of stresses in our life that we actually can't reduce.
1: Right. Well, right? in this day and age, you can't, you can't get rid of stress. People are like, get stress out of your life. I'm like, N- no. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I argue definitely to cut things out that you can, but most things in our lives, most stresses we can't actually directly cut out, maybe improve upon. Um, but you know, removing yourself from toxic environments and people Mm -hmm. seeking out activities that bring you joy, um, trying not to eat when you're in a state of stress, right?
1: That's sympathetic nervous system is a a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. And it's not just woo woo. It's very scientifically based of like, Hey, (laughs) you do not have stomach acid.
0: Yeah. It's the, the body only digests food in parasympathetic. Yeah. So if you are in the sympathetic mode, it will take literally forever to digest your food and you're not getting the nutrition you need from it um supporting digestion or some troubleshooting addressing medications so just Mm -hmm. taking a look at that with your doctor Mm -hmm. and checking in with them um diving deep into side effects and seeing if there's anything within any medications that you're taking that could be affecting how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and um working with your physician on that is all i can really say And then some other ones that I love, of course, are consuming bone broth. Mm. So bone broth is really nourishing for your body. Um, It's one of the most healing and nutrient-dense whole foods on the planet. And it doesn't have to be like this woo-woo, like, oh, make bone broth and drink it and blend butter into it and (laughs) flavor it with, I don't even know, people go nuts with it. You can make it as trendy as you want. You can drink it if you want, but you can also just make some damn soup with it. Like, I was going to say,
1: that's (laughs) where- Just make some soup. That's where, yeah, where soup came from. The whole like nourishing, like get over a cold, blah, blah. Like That's where that came from.
0: But it's got to be made with bone broth. So using, you know, good- cans no high quality um pasture raised uh you know bones from from beef or from chicken or whatever you know go high quality you're going to get much higher quality in the collagen and gut healing properties that come out of that you also get a lot of minerals in bone broth as well Mm -hmm. um my little guy loves bone broth so much
1: yeah this
0: last weekend it was super ntp of me but he was like (laughs) Actually, and my husband facilitated this, but he was drinking bone broth out of a cute little ceramic mug and dipping his fermented traditional sourdough in it, (laughs) and then he was eating sauerkraut.
1: Amazing! This was like when he was
0: eating. I was like, I'm so proud of you right now. (laughs) Um.
1: so consuming
0: bone broth can be really helpful and you can definitely supplement with gelatin and collagen but bone broth is actually going to give you the complete amino acid profile whereas Mm. like collagen and gelatin don't necessarily and um and they're still great and healthful things to add and I love um, vital proteins is my favorite further food is a great resource as well and I think they source from the same place as vital proteins Hmm. if I'm saying that correctly um and then great lakes is another good brand to grab for collagen or gelatin and then probiotics are mm. a great way to improve upon your digestion so promoting healthy gut bacteria with probiotic rich foods is a good place to start rather than like supplementation to begin with so sauerkraut kimchi um, other fermented veggies i know oregon brine Works has this really yummy um ginger uh root kraut Mm. that has like golden beets and carrots and big old chunks of ginger wow and there's no garlic in it so that's my happy place it's very hard to find fermented veggies without garlic although I can do fermented garlic a little bit easier than Mm. I can do um, regular garlic that's just my personal issue um but kombucha coconut yogurt kefir um regular grass-fed full-fat yogurt that sort of thing can be super duper supportive of your body. Um and then you can experiment with probiotic supplements but just know that they're kind of tricky. Um I really like Claire Labs. I really like um I used to love Prescriptis but they've since changed their practices so I don't usually recommend that one anymore. Um, I like a few from Douglas Laboratories, but most of the um, oh Gut Pro is the other one I really like. Yeah, I haven't heard of Gut Pro. You can get on Corganic, and I'll Mm. reference that for you guys. I think you can just purchase it from the website as a consumer. Um, They have a great kids probiotic, and then they have one that's really specific to people who have really um, troublesome gut issues. So interesting. um, I like no matter what people are using for probiotics, I recommend um, cycling. So that you're not on the same probiotic all the time, cycling through different ones each. Yeah, time. Okay. using different. So, like when you run out of a bottle, try a new one because oh, you makes just sense. your body needs different diversity. strains, diversity. Yep, different strains at different times. So, so, so. can we
1: be real? All of that doesn't matter if your stomach acid's low. Correct, because you're not. going to... That's been the huge game changer be for me. Utilizing it, yeah, because we've been eating clean for years, but I didn't know anything about stomach acid, and there was still a lot of these mysterious. Like, well, I feel like. I'm not getting what I need out of my supplements. Like I didn't, I just didn't know what that meant. And then when you explained all this to me and it started with the stomach acid, I was like, okay, so it doesn't matter what I've been doing because I'm just passing it or I'm not using it or I'm not, my body's not utilizing it. That makes sense. So for me, it was making sure that, you know, that North to South, you know, I'm in my parasympathetic state. I've got the, I've got the, uh, the stomach acid to work that through, which I didn't know this till now, will signal the bile to break things down, to absorb them right in your gut lining. And like, it's just, it's just so important. These are the things that I think I wish were taught in like junior high.
0: Uh, yeah. Stomach acid is literally the the, the foundational key. beginning cascade. And no, you know, digestion starts in the brain. That's really the beginning. But stomach acid tends to be where dysfunction begins. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously not chewing your food well, that's dysfunction. Not being in a parasympathetic state, that's dysfunction. But low stomach acid is frankly an epidemic.
1: Oh, yeah. It's an
0: epidemic. I I see it it everywhere now. It drives dysfunction and disease in lots of other areas of the body. Because if you have low stomach acid... It's the beginnings of you not breaking down your food properly, which means you're not going to get the minerals, vitamins, nutrition, protein, fat, carbs, amino acids, sugars, <laughs> all of the things that you need um, for building blocks of your entire body. Like which means inflammation, which means dysfunction, which means disease. gut permeability. Mm-hmm. Gut increased gut pre- permeability opens you up to autoimmunity. Like it is okay, literally this is totally conjecture. guys. Stomach acid foundation of
1: all the say, things. This is totally. It's like conjecture, but really you think about cancer and what cancer does to the body and how cancer, what, th- what it thrives on and things like that. I, I mean, and the epidemic of, that we have of autoimmune diseases and all these things that, uh, you know, ADHD, all, all these things that seem to be mysterious. And it's, if we back up and go to our foundational efforts, you just don't know how bad it is in the population until you start looking at, do you know one person who doesn't have something like that mm-hmm. that they're dealing with? Yeah, and is it's a societal
0: to be thing. someone who shows up in a doctor's office, me personally, and doesn't check boxes like at all. I go through the symptom thing. I go not even just the symptom part, but like the the disease states, mm-hmm. and not checking anything. Like it is it's nuts. Nothing. Yeah. They're literally like, did you fill this out right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I filled it out right. Yeah. <laughs> I have these things going on about many disease states that I know of. Like, Yes, which is know. really rare. It's very rare. But the fact like how baffled people are every time I have to go into like a traditional medical office with that kind of stuff. They're like, wait, you're not I mean, you're not on any medications ever. <laughs> so there are no wait, you're not allergic to anything. There's no contraindication. And I'm not a perfectly healthy person. I still have lots of things to work on
1: But they're um, foundational things because you're aware of them. Yeah.
0: I'm too aware sometimes, (laughs) Um, which makes me like almost do none of them sometimes because I'm like, there's too many things to do. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I want to, I want to kind of jump into just a couple quick tips for if you're dealing with constipation or diarrhea. And I want to start with um, a transit time test that you can guys do that you guys can do (laughs) so basically a healthy transit time for your gut is about 18 to 24 hours Um, a good test for this is swallowing something that's really visible in your feces so Hmm. you could swallow a tablespoon of white sesame seeds you could do white flax seeds you could do all sorts of things but stuff that doesn't usually get broken down very well especially if you're just swallowing it Right, you're not chewing it, you're just swallowing it Um, and what you do is you do it following a meal. So it's tracking with your meal and you note the time and date that you've swallowed the seeds. And then you watch your eliminations for when the bulk, the bulk, not just a few, but the bulk come out and note the time and date that they were eliminated. And if you're, you know, faster than 18 hours, look at removing like gut irritants and allergens, and if you're um, more than 24 hours, think about increasing soluble fiber, increasing probiotic foods, getting relaxation, and hydration.
1: Interesting. That's very tangible advice. Yeah,
0: it's I a really that. fun test. Yeah. So please, if you guys do the test, please go comment on our Instagram yes. for this episode. I'm gonna have my kids do it. Please do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I want to do it too. But. We don't want we don't want to see pictures, though. Please don't send me. pictures. Oh, please, no DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. And then let's talk about constipation and diarrhea because these are the most common ones that we see. And so for constipation, um, really co- like potential causes for constipation are dehydration, um, waiting too long to go to the bathroom. Uh, which min- is
1: surprisingly a big issue because our society doesn't allow bathroom breaks easily.
0: It's ridiculous. Um, mineral deficiencies such as magnesium. It's a really common one. Okay. Yeah, which is why magnesium helps move things along really well. Mm-hmm. And um, some supplements such as like iron, calcium, um, especially if you're not taking them in like a um, combi- combination. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in together, a, so. yeah, a synergistic group of other sorts of um, nutrients that work well together. And then having an underactive thyroid can also be a sign of or a potential cause of constipation. So um, if you're looking to troubleshoot constipation, I would look at your fat intake are you getting enough fat um are you supporting bile function um i would also recommend not holding it (laughs) (laughs) listening to your body um getting lots of movement so movement in the body stimulates lymphatic drainage peristalsis which is the moving like the burning and churning in the gut um And walking and like doing restorative movement like yoga or Tai Chi or things like that can actually get that process moving. Interesting. Um, Another thing, this is really fun, that can get things moving if you're feeling constipated. And this doesn't address the foundation but helps address it in the moment. Is actually foam rolling your IT bands really yeah so you have a, it's a really funny i will see people in the gym like foam rolling their it bands and then like running to the bathroom am <laughs> not even joking you no right now way. it's like this funny little thing but explain um, what the it band is you have lymph tissue that surrounds your um it bands and it where is, is your it band I it band is, it is, is iliotibia band is connected between the hip and the knee on the outside yeah on the outside mm-hmm. of the leg so um, I see it, a
1: lot of people rolling that actually in the gym. Yeah, right. I'm going to start it, watching. Because well, yeah. it
0: hurts all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, the lymph tissue that surrounds that IT band is actually connected to the lymph tissue that surrounds your large intestine.
1: Oh, interesting. Yes. I did not know this. So that's an indicator. So
0: that's something that you can do to actually get things moving as well. Or like massage is good too um, Epsom salt baths can be really good for that. Um, it's natural detoxification. It will increase blood flow and get things moving. Um, magnesium is one of my favorite ways to get things moving with constipation. Um, natural calm is a good magnesium supplement that you can mix with some warm water and do it before bed. And it'll actually help, you know, put you into a parasympathetic mode anyway, because magnesium is a relaxing mineral. It's wonderful. And um it says to start with like half a teaspoon and then increase all the way up to like a couple teaspoons or a tablespoon or whatever your your threshold is to where you start to have loose stool is when you want to back it up a little bit. I recommend starting with a quarter teaspoon.
1: Really? Yeah. Start low.
0: Most people need mm. a lot, but for the people who don't, man, a half teaspoon Good. can be like Burr, like <laughs> running to the bathroom. Wow. So Yeah. And then, you know, obviously addressing any supplementation with your practitioner or physician, um, depending on what's going on there. But looking at the troubleshooting again, this is a really good place. Like if your transit time is more than 24 hours like that's probably a sign that we've got some constipation going on Interesting. so which is crazy because some people will come to me and be like oh yeah i poop every three days and i'm like nope that's not normal okay, whoa. Well, we need to poop more often but doing that <laughs> transit time test and looking at it and seeing if it's too long we need some probiotic foods we need to support bile flow um you know relax, <laughs> relax find some relaxation surprise, surprise. and then um fiber can be super duper helpful uh and this one is kind of like it's tricky because a lack of fiber does not necessarily cause constipation. Mm. It's sometimes fiber that can actually cause it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes, like too much fiber can be like more harmful than helpful. So you got to be careful with this. So if you're trying to heal, like do well-cooked veggies as your fiber source. And then... Um getting into an elimination position while you ah, use the, the restroom. Squatty room. potty. The squatty potty. That's what that Please, is. I'm gonna link in the show notes to the squatty potty video that's like unicorns pooping on a conveyor belt. It's h- hilarious. I've
1: seen it. It's funny. <laughs> yes. Um
0: <laughs> squatty potty like honestly just elevating your feet up um and getting more um in line with like basically how you're supposed to poop so if you think about like being in a like really really low squat where your tush is nearly touching the ground um that's like really how how we were meant to poop and a lot of people from other countries that's like they will stand they will come to the u.s and stand on our toilet seats like not stand but squat on it yeah like feet flat on the toilet seat it's amazing wow you always know because you get in there and you're like oh those are footprints on the Uh, wow. and then thyroid support, obviously. So I'm not going to go into like the different things you can that could do be a whole for other thyroid. episode. Yeah. Um, and then for diarrhea, like contaminated food or water, like can be an issue. And if you have contaminated water, that can be like an ongoing issue. Yeah. And then obviously infections, um, excess magnesium or vitamin C, and then um, eating foods that are um, irritating your gut personally. So um, allergens, things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. The body will be like, get this out of me right now. Um, So with, with diarrhea, Nine times out of 10, low stomach acid is a really common culprit for this as well, because if you have food that's sitting in your stomach, again, rancidifying, putrefying, um, (sighs) as soon as that does get released into your small intestine and then everything kind of moves to the next step, everything is kind of forced. So what might happen is you get vacating of feces quickly to make room for what's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that can happen. So especially if you get diarrhea directly after a meal, think low stomach acid. Mm. Or allergens or um, uh, intolerances that you've got going on there. So using a really good, like, again, north to south process approach to this and um, really trying to get sufficient hydrochloric acid to kill any of the potential gut bugs and pathogens and any contaminants in food or water is really important. But then also, um, you know, to be able to break your, down your food properly so that timing is right mm-hmm. in the system and things aren't pushed through quickly. Um fat again you might need to either increase or decrease your fat intake uh, until you've got your gallbladder supported well enough to kind of keep up so getting some diarrhea can be a really strong sign of a sluggish gallbladder as mm, well which again supporting hydrochloric acid production will help like i said it's just it's everything, everything. it's everything oh. i like how we just said that <laughs> um and coconut oil again is a really helpful one to do for this because again it doesn't require bile to be broken down but it's also a natural antimicrobial um and can trigger like a temporary die-off reaction in the body too so that's so fascinating as far as as bugs go um and then what does die-off reaction look like oh diarrhea is pretty common um it can, can be mental can be physical. Really? It can be yeah. Interesting. Death is is that's that's I mean, a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, and someone else to come on and talk about it. It's definitely yeah. not my expertise for sure.
1: That's so, fascinating.
0: Um, and then of course, uh taking a really serious look at like potential food triggers, um and looking at like, you know, do you need to pull out or decrease certain foods that you're eating in order to improve your digestion? Or is it, you know, an, an exposure to gluten or dairy or um, artificial sweeteners can be a huge issue with this as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, lastly, addressing your hydration. So making sure you consume things like bone broth and unrefined sea salt to help you actually recruit the water that you're drinking <laughs> and uptake it. Use it. Um, yeah. And then addressing if you're doing excess magnesium or vitamin C or a form of magnesium that isn't quite right for your body. So like magnesium citrate really operates in the gut, goes quickly. Um, but things like uh, magnesium malate are slow release. So those mm-hmm. can help aid with digestion overall, but just support the body magnesium levels in general so you might have to switch up there's like a, literally a million different kinds of magnesium you can say, use
1: say is there a is there a is all pink sea salt the same no didn't think
0: so yeah never that, that easy <laughs> look for a good quality brand that is mineral rich i like red Real salt Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Celtic Grey Salt. I can't remember the brand, but I'll link it for you guys in the it's show notes as well.
1: Some um, Himalania? Himalayan. Him- no, it's Himalayania as the brand. Oh, is the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I'm not. Okay. I was yeah. just curious if you'd heard anything about
0: that one. Mm-mm.
1: You got me on Redmond,
0: but <laughs> I see you. <laughs> got you on Redmond. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um but everybody has different sea salt that they kind of love and enjoy and for sure. finding one that's got that mineral content and like the flavor flavor the profile, flavor. the flavor, flavor that you flavor. love. Um, yeah, I think that can be really good. So I think we'll do an episode in the future on the four Rs because I think this is an area of digestion that really needs to be talked about more. And this is how you it's called a four R protocol. So it's really involves removing food allergy sensitivities and gut irritants repairing your body um, re and mm. then reintroducing to see how you do with those foods after some healing has happened. I need this episode. <laughs> so we'll do that in the future. Um, we've got some other things to talk about. So it'll probably be at least about a month out, but that's something we'll talk about soon. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Hopefully, we'll give lots of practical ways where you can employ the four R's for Mm -hmm. yourself because it's such an individualized process.
1: Yeah, you really have to know yourself. And you can
0: really save yourself a lot of time personally with a practitioner. Because you can work on some of this stuff yourself. I think so many times we're so quick to run to someone to give us the answers. But, you know, if we you can are do willing to work without if you're willing to do the work or if you have the yeah. time and effort to do it, I think, you know, doing a four R protocol is gonna be a lot more telling than uh, getting a food allergy test. For real. Or a food intolerances test. And those can be helpful and they have their place. They really
1: do. Right. But but a lot of times if you can do the legwork beforehand, you can give the practitioner a lot more information yes that they would not they're just going to tell you to do anyway so yep. if you can and you've got the headspace do it do it do it well pff, this you you know how I feel about digestion so <laughs> I'm just like I'm sitting over here I'm just soaking it all in I closed my eyes a few times because I was like thinking about other things that I had learned and then connecting some dots and hope you guys had the same reaction because there is a lot of things that we've learned as a society I think that probiotics are talked about a lot but they're still kind of mysterious for a lot of people and There's so many things that I think need to be talked about more. So I hope that this episode gave you guys more little knowledge nuggets and get you to connect the dots. And
0: yeah, it's a really it's a very overview, high level overview level because there's so many nuances within each tip. But just you know, working on some of this
1: stuff on your own, like hopefully this is a good resource that you can pass on to people you love and care about that are having some issues and they feel everything feels very mysterious because I know how that feels where you're just like. What's wrong with me? Why can't I live like everyone else? And just know that that's not a thing. <laughs> Everyone's got issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, thanks, Cassie. I, I'm so thankful that we have these as a resource and that you can just dump all that knowledge. And thanks for letting it. me geek out. Oh, gosh. It's so, so wonderful. And we'll definitely catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.